1: Welcome to a Tuesday's here at Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We have special guest in the green room, now in the video stream. New York Times best-selling author, multiple times over. I can't count that high how many bestsellers he has. Host of Big Noon Sports in uh, the great state, and I do mean state of Alabama, across the state, Lars Anderson with us. Fellas, we got a lot of college football to talk And get rolling on. Numbers to dial up, 489-1240, 489-1240, or toll-free across the state where you hear us, 1-800-825-5865. Hail Varsity YouTube channel and Hail Varsity Radio Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Both ways to watch. Get in the stream. Contact us that way. Uh, We'll put our portal tears together, not tears in our beer. But just tears of quarterbacks. Elijah will get there. Well, de- depending on which one we end
2: up with, it could sure, be tears. It, in your it could
1: be uh, Mitch Sherman going to be with us from the athletic, and then our favorite Husker offensive lineman, Jeremiah Searles, next hour as well. But Lars, good to talk with you, man. At Lars Anderson seventy one on Twitter, where you follow Lars, brother. It's been a exciting forty eight hours of college football. How is the, uh, the great state of Alabama doing? How would the state of Alabama reacted, I guess, if Florida State would have jumped in there at number four? Did you wrap your mind around that possibility?
3: Yeah, um, I'm coming at you from uh, Reese Pfeiffer, which is a uh, academic building on the University of Alabama. And it's right next to uh, Bryant-Denny Stadium. It's actually the closest building to Bryant-Denny. And uh, I don't know if this place would still be here if uh, (laughs) Alabama had got left out, (laughs) but uh, you know, what people here are reacting about more than even getting in was Michigan's reaction to seeing that they're playing Alabama. And I'm telling you, like the, there's a lot of psychology going on here. Alabama thinks they already got these guys. Well, they think you, they got him.
1: you see the the Bama reaction? I mean, they, they had a front-on video view, and it, it was, you know, say it's like Saban's watching someone tee off. You know, a little bit of a golf club. I mean, Bama's been in this spot. Michigan's been in this spot. But Michigan's team reaction seemed like somebody killed a puppy.
3: <laughs> yes, exactly, Elijah. That's what I'm saying. Like they want no, they want no piece of Alabama. They thought they're going to get a second string quarterback from Florida State.
1: Mm -hmm. Nope. (laughs) No. Little little, little different.
3: You're getting a kid who, uh, over the last five weeks, has been the best player in college football in Jalen Milrow, and um, good luck, Michigan. I can't believe they're favored. Half, half, uh, of, I, I'm just, half I'm of Nebraska you guys.
1: wants you guys to put a 50 spot on Michigan and the other half want, uh, I, I guess there's some Big Ten solidarity, but I'm not quite sure that it's, that it's the other SEC schools chaining SEC for, for whoever's playing for a championship. I don't think Nebraska's quite there yet with the Big Ten.
3: Okay, so hear me out on what is going to be a big storyline, I believe, that has not yet been fully unraveled. And that is Michigan and their game against TCU last year. Now, why did TCU win that game
1: going away? Tackles for loss and turnovers. Sign-stealing. And the lack thereof. Thank you, Elijah. <laughs> Thank you. They didn't scout they TCU.
3: The TCU coaches knew what was going on, and they duped them. Michigan thought they had diagnosed all these plays, and suddenly they're running the wrong way. And then what happens in the national championship game? Georgia TCU drops a
1: nuke on guy.
3: Boat raced by Georgia. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, I, and I believe that's a big reason why The committee went with Alabama. They don't want another disaster of TCU, which Florida State would have been if they somehow could have upset uh, Michigan in the national championship game.
1: I'm thinking uh, Michigan would have dismantled Florida State. I mean, Florida State, bless their heart, great defense, tremendous athletes. Coleman's a stud. You're just liable at the quarterback spot, and you can't go into a game or or playoff of this magnitude and be – on par you're you're your, i've got it on relatively
3: authority. good authority but not good enough to like to actually write it or even tweet it but i can talk about it because i probably won't get sued but tcu knew hmm. that michigan was stealing signs and again they, they came up with uh, an elaborate scheme to deceive them
1: hmm. well it, it made anyway, sense it made it, sense It's neither
3: here nor there but i'm telling you th- this story is not dead hmm. by any stretch
2: Lars, whenever you you look specifically at the matchup, you seem to be erring on the side of, of Alabama. And I want to get your thought just on the progression we've seen from Alabama. Because if you would have asked me 10 weeks ago, I think Michigan probably beats Bama by three touchdowns, if you go back to the start of the SEC slate. But this Alabama team has really made some strides since then. They're head and shoulders better than they were whenever they lost to Texas week two of the season. Tell me about the progression you've seen from Bama this season. What has changed that makes you think that they have what it takes to take down this Michigan squad?
3: It's really been one of the most amazing transformations of a single team that I've ever witnessed. Um, The low point wasn't even Texas. The low point was South Florida Mm. and almost getting beat down in Tampa in a rainstorm. And at halftime, Nick Saban walking off the field drenched and suddenly he looks like an old man. I mean, you remember those images mm-hmm. that were put out there? And uh, from there, and again, and Jalen Milrow was benched. And then Alabama realized, oh, crap, the two guys behind Jalen Milrow, they suck, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're, they're no good. Uh, Tyler Buckner, uh, the transfer from Notre Dame, just transferred back to Notre Dame, not to play football, but to play lacrosse. So Buckner is gone and uh, uh, Ty Simpson, the other kid, uh, you know, as we say in the South, bless his heart. Uh, he, uh, he most likely will be transferring. But, um, but but then so they go back to Jalen. and on the sideline there that in, in that South Florida game, he acquitted himself the same way as another Jalen did when he got benched. Jalen hurts. Right in the national championship game, who was like the biggest cheerleader for Tua in the national championship game? It was Jalen Hurts, and you saw that that same sort of demeanor from uh, Jalen Milroe. And it's weird to say that he won over the team while on the bench, but that to me is like that's when he won over the team. And then Alabama goes back to him, and finally he's not looking over his shoulder. Coaches say we got full faith in you. You're our guy. If you make a mistake, you're not getting pulled. And he's just gotten better and better and better and better. And I made this comparison today. Like the two best single college football players I've ever seen with my own eyes number one, Cam Newton, number two, Tommy Frazier. Mm-hmm. Jalen Milroe is Tommy Frazier who can pass better. Mm-hmm.
1: Elusive and fast. Lars Anderson with us. Lars want to get a couple of more comments and thanks for kicking us off today. Uh, Thoughts on Nebraska, their season. And I know you're a Chubba guy. Nebraska is also kicking tires in the portal like everybody on the quarterback spot.
3: Yeah, um, I I was impressed with what Matt Rule did. An incredible amount of injuries for Nebraska, but they still got to learn how to win. Got to learn how to win. Uh, And it's a cliche, but it's true. I always I I love the effort level that the kids gave. And that tells me that they believe in their head coach. And um, and especially on the defensive side, because defense is more about effort Mm -hmm. than offense. Offense is more about kind of precision and athleticism. Defense, man, you just run to the damn ball, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) See ball, get ball. And, uh, and that's what Nebraska has done really, really well. And, and I think Nebraska fans should feel good about where the program is going. Yes, uh, things didn't turn out the way everyone had hoped, but um, I think it's on the upward trajectory, definitely.
1: Do you like and what you saw him?
3: Absolutely. Horrible decision at the end of the Iowa game. Horrible decision. But um, man, give this kid some reps. I think he could be special.
2: So what? What are your? Really? What's your I, I do.
3: Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not in the thick of it like you guys are. Like is, is are they actively searching for another kid in the transfer portal? They are Are probably going go to go the transfer portal.
1: They they are looking, but I think that rules pretty set on taking care of the guys that are here. If that makes sense. You got to look. You yeah. got to bring in competition. But it's not like I don't think they're going to make the mistake of last year with Sims, uh, with this is our portal guys. Is versus... there a guy
3: in the system or a recruit that is going to be a kind of hang your hat on type of player for Nebraska right now, quarterback?
1: Uh, they got a kid from Bell West. Kalen's really, really talented, but I don't know that he's a guy that needs to see snaps as a true freshman, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Well, some Husker fans out there seem to think the Dylan Ryle sweepstakes aren't done, but. Ah,
1: that's nice. Something,
2: okay. Something you need to accept.
1: Lars, I got to get this in, and it's several questions in the stream uh, regarding the NCAA president, and I'll post that up here. Uh, This is from uh, Geek Tradamus. So you have President Baker proposing a new tier D1 with directly paid players, new scholarship limits, NIL in-house. I don't know the timeline of this, but do you like this and what's your reaction? It. What's your reaction? I love it.
3: I love it. I love it. Let's just uh, let's just have three power conferences: Big Ten, uh, most likely now uh, SEC, and I would have said ACC, but I think Big Twelve, and uh, have each conference be about twenty teams, and then that is your sort of tier one, mm-hmm. and then tier two would be all of the other. I want to say also rands with the lower conferences and let them have their own national championship.
1: I mean, I I just think it'd make a more compelling sport overall. You could do it that way, but it's going to come down to budgets, right? I mean, and your, your top 50 to 60 spenders, movers and shakers. I mean, there's a lot of schools. There's about eight to 10 elite, really six. And that, that could spread out as you see the playoff expand. But more of uh, than NFL model, really. Quite honestly,
3: yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, what's what's happening now isn't working. I think the uh, the 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 gulf between the haves and the have-nots is growing rather than shrinking. And um, if we're expecting Congress, led by Tommy Tuberville, <laughs> who I know really well. Another bless your heart person. <laughs> uh, th- th- if Tommy Tuberville is is going to solve this whole thing, no, not going to happen. There uh, there is not going to be federal legislation that is going to. Uh, in, in let's just call it what it is. I mean, it's pay for play. This is mm-hmm. like, and if you're an 18 year old kid, I mean, if I was 18, I would go. I would pay. I would play for whoever is giving me the most money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not rocket science here. How's how's
1: Bama? been with their nil and how's bama been real quick with just getting it right getting kids that yeah want to get paid but are hungry they're not entitled coming in
3: that's a i think that it remains to be seen i mean so far so good but um nick saban wants no part of (laughs) nil era i mean that will usher him to retirement quicker than anything else else is the idea that every year uh, because of NIL transfer portal, you have to re recruit all of your guys and you have to explain to kids that, Hey, you know what? We're a developmental program. And that means you need to develop. And maybe by the time you're a junior or a senior, you'll get picked in the NFL. And that has been Nick's argument for er ever since this whole thing started and if you just look at like national rankings of recruiting classes, Alabama is still one, two, you know, yeah. right there every year. But uh, I, I just, I know, I know coach Saban pretty well, I've written two books on the guy. Um, and that it made me think today too, like, gosh, if I have profited this much off of Nick Saban, what <laughs> me personally, like, this whole, the whole town of Tuscaloosa and the state of Alabama, like it, it's really, it's good for business mm-hmm. for everyone when, uh, when the, the local team makes it to the college football playoffs.
2: Well, uh, Lars, to flip this around, just mentioned Alabama's future. We've got about a minute left here. From the outside looking in, what's your take on how Nebraska is positioned for the future, the, the changing world of college football?
3: I, I don't know what Nebraska's uh, NIL situation is, but it, it's going to come down to that. I mean, I would try to get Berkshire Hathaway money involved in Nebraska. (laughs) Uncle Warren. Somehow, some way. Yeah. Don't even call them the Nebraska Cornhuskers anymore. Call them the Nebraska uh, Berkshire Hathaways or the Nebraska Buffets. You know, just
1: change the name.
3: (laughs) That is the ultimate – that's the ultimate – i think going to be the 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 deciding factor for so many kids where they go to school is based on how much money they're going to get by the way guys gotta ask you are are you doing anything special for the uh, demolition of the south stadium
1: we were gonna raffle off who got to push the button we were talking about it I'm hoping, though, we can just pull up some lawn chairs and do a live radio show. I think so, too. But it's got to be it's got Switzer, Elvis Peacock, or Keith Jackson. Those are the three. I was,
3: uh, I, I was back in Lincoln for the Purdue game. And, uh, man, and, and just looking at the South Stadium, I was just like, uh, I, did, I just have so many good memories as a kid, you know, being way, way up at the top and having fun. He was so much good.
1: Fun. Lars, we will do this sooner rather than later. Thanks for making time and jumping on, bud. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There is Lars Anderson with us here on Hail Varsity.
0: It's that time. Hey, Mitch. Mitchy, Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitchy, We're looking for you, pal. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. Talking Big Red. Unleash the fury, Mitch. Unleash the fury! On Hail Varsity Radio.
1: Good stuff uh, from uh, Lars Anderson. We say hi to Mitch Sherman. With the athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. We'll get to your stream comments, phone calls here in a bit. Uh, Searles, next hour. Mitch, busy day. Thanks for a few minutes. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing well. Smitty, how are you?
1: We're good. Are you tracking flights all across the country?
4: Not really. Um, <laughs> I mean, right. I'm not really interested in the flight tracking. <laughs> it's, it's nowhere near as entertaining as. Flight tracking season when you're dealing with a coaching search. Now, I don't want to be dealing with a coaching search right now. I'm grateful that we're not, but that that the stakes are different there. And I, and I think the flight tracking goes to a goes to a um, a completely different level. Not, not to say that that a portal quarterback isn't important. It is, but um, you know, you, you, an athletic director doesn't generally. Get on too many planes to go see candidates that don't end up getting hired, and you know, unless you're running the, the, the Tennessee search from the uh, <laughs> the Philip Fulmer Greg Schiano uh, era, the long-lived era. But um, with quarterbacks, you know, I, I think they're testing out a lot, and they're going to see a number of guys. This is like recruiting, and it is recruiting, just recruiting players who are leaving another school, and uh, much like recruiting. There's a lot of visits and a lot of conversations that happen that, that turn into uh, nothing more than a memory.
2: Well, Mitch, whenever you think of of memories, I feel like flight tracking online is the modern equivalent of camping out on the tarmac and waiting for a plane to land, seeing who stepped foot off the plane. Now, I know that still happens just a little bit, but kind of makes you miss days gone by, right?
4: It does not make me miss that. I mean, there's parts <laughs> of that that I miss, and and there's we could do a we can do a podcast or an, another episode. Of, we can do a, another another. Um, segment of the show here about waiting on the tarmac for planes and seeing who steps off because I've got stories, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's an aspect of flight tracking and, and I don't think that's good. I don't think it'll get to that level here with, um, with the, with the portal, but I, I guess you never know.
1: Mitch Sherman's with us from the athletic hail varsity radio, Mitch, you, you wrote in the athletic today, your, your portal primer, and you focused in on quarterbacks, and, and the the ink is real. Eighteen points, thirty-one turnovers—that's what the offense did this year. Uh, Eighteen points a ball game, thirty-one total turnovers. Fit has been emphasized by Matt Rule. Uh, also, not ignoring what's in his room. I think there's uh, some high upside for Chuba, for for Harburg. I mean, guys just got to get better and play. I appreciate that, but you can't ignore. Potentially adding something into the room in the name of competition and and just talent. What's going to make your offense better at quarterback? And is there a a guy or two at quarterback you think at, on the early onset here looks like a fit stylistically, or just what uh, what what uh, the game could be brought to the offense, the the style of play?
4: Well, I think you just have to be real at first, and you know, I I saw. Um, well, I, you've seen everything under the sun as far as what Nebraska should go get. I mean, <laughs> if they can get Trevor Lawrence, let's do that. I mean, that, that, but the thing is, like, that this is a Nebraska offense, as you just read off the stats, that isn't exactly calling out um, to the, the great quarterbacks in the portal because of the production that Nebraska's put out and the history that Nebraska, the recent history that Nebraska's had at that position. You know, as I wrote, they don't have a, pipe, a current pipeline going to the NFL and some college programs that are in the market for a quarterback do that stuff matters. And, you know, there are quarterback gurus and groomers at at various programs around the country that are going to be more attractive than Nebraska. You know, when you're dealing with recruits, I think oftentimes the, the lure is potential and promise and and what you're dreaming of. And, and kids look at, at facilities and they look at, um, you know, the, 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 fun things that coaches say during visits and, and with portal uh, prospects, it's different because they want to see results and it's, it's um, it's more based in, in reality than it is in, you know, what might happen a few years down the road, you know, a certain category of these, of these quarterback prospects in the portal have a limited time to be able to come in and, and do their work. So they're more looking at what you've done now And Nebraska's not winning a whole lot of battles based on what it's done now. So, you take all that into account, and, and uh, you know, Nebraska's probably not aiming for, well, maybe they'll aim, but they're going to have a hard time, I'd say, landing the top guys out there. And NIL is a big part of that, and I, and I think that plays into it in, in the sense that Nebraska's probably not batting at the top of the order um, in terms of NIL either. I mean, they're not going to pay, as Matt Rule said, $5 million for a, a quarterback. And I don't mean Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska's collective, but, you know, whatever it is semantics so we'll see i mean they've they've got resources um they're just not at the uh in in the top five or ten and um they've got they've got their 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 wishes and, and what they'd like to see and maybe they'll find a fit with somebody like sam levitt at michigan state or blake Shapin at baylor um you know those names are out there will will howard at kansas state but um let's see where this week goes and, and who actually comes in on a visit
2: well, Mitch, I noticed you left Kyle McCord off, and he seems to be the flavor of the day mm-hmm. to get back to the flight tracking. Nebraska was in uh, Waco visiting with the Baylor transfer, Shapen, and now they are apparently wheels up to Columbus to go visit, one can assume, Kyle McCord. Notice you didn't mention the name in there. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, maybe they're
4: going to visit Ryan Day. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're going to visit <laughs> visit Jim Knowles. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, it would seem that if, if you want to deduce – um, that the portal, the QB portal plane, is moving from Waco to Columbus. That that they're they're going to talk to Kyle McCord. Um, I I I don't know. Um, I don't know what to think of that. I, he's he's certainly got the talent, and you know he won 11 games this year. So absolutely, I think he would be a fit for nebraska nebraska could find a way for him to fit if this is where he wants to be i i'm still not quite there yet i suppose on believing that nebraska is going to be a top of the list uh school for kyle mccord who's a former five-star prospect at high school and it's been a few years so kind of throw that out and base it more on what, what he's done in college but what he did in college in his first year as a starter was pretty good he just couldn't be michigan it wasn't up to uh ohio state standard um it might be above, uh, above Nebraska's punching weight, though.
1: Mitch, let's uh, talk a little bit here about the NCAA as they're looking to move to a new tier of D1 schools where uh, it's in-house. You got NIL money, great. Go get your roster taken care of. That's the word today from uh, the NCAA president, Charlie Baker.
4: Yeah, I saw the tweets from Charlie Baker, and that's and significant that he's talking about that publicly. So, you know, this is in the the early stages. Um, It's definitely something that athletic directors, administrators, school presidents have pointed toward and, and, you know, thought about, discussed behind closed doors probably for for some time. But, um, you know, it's a long way from being enacted, and and there's a lot of details that would have to be hashed out. But this is where we're headed with college athletics as a division um, of the the power programs in football that operate – independent of everyone else and you know what we saw in the college football playoff selections on sunday with really every team near the top being either a big ten or sec member or a future big ten or sec member with the exception of the one team that got shut out in an unprecedented fashion by being 13 and 0 and champs of a of a um, another power conference that wasn't the big ten or sec you know i think that's that's a a, a, a uh, you know, a forecast or a preview of what's to come where you separate the the, the, uh, the, the top tier of college football um, and the next tier of college football. Now, I think Florida State absolutely fits in that top tier. But as a member of the ACC right now, where they're at, hey, it's not the Big Ten or the SEC. I have a hard time thinking that if Florida State did what it did. In the Big Ten or the SEC, with or without its top quarterback in the last two or three games of the season, that it would have been shut out. I think the Knolls would have been in. And that's, um, you know, it's appropriate uh, or fitting that these words come from the NCAA president right in the wake of of what we saw Sunday with the CFB
2: committee. Mitch, how would Nebraska fit into that new potential world of college football if that does end up getting enacted?
4: Well, it depends on how the teams and the schools and the programs are selected. If you're just going to say this is a Big Ten SEC world and everybody else is a step below, then Nebraska's fine right now. But if they're going to go and select programs individually and regardless of conference, and like I just said, I think Florida State gets in, um, then Nebraska has to be concerned about where it stands. Some of this just comes down to resources and whether you can play and whether you can, you know, you can go and and, and battle in that environment. And Nebraska right now, because of of its Big Ten membership and because of its fan support, uh, it. it it can it can compete on a resource level with the programs at the top um, on the field right now. It's not competing with the programs at the top. So, th- to answer your question, Elijah, it really comes down to how though the, the how the uh, how that division is selected and how many teams are in it.
1: Do you have a, a guess or a th- uh, a thought on how it will be selected?
4: It's all about money. Mm-hmm. Um, so whoever can spend with the big boys is is probably going to be in the best position to 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 be there but at the same time i, I do think you have to have shown something uh on the field they, they want it to be competitive and it's going to be about competition it's going to be about money and you know i who knows there's i'm sure going to be a million theories that go out and, and proposals um before we ever get to a place where something's officially up for a vote um and that all of those conversations are going to dictate where Nebraska's at in the, in the hierarchy of, of the next the next uh, generation of college athletics.
1: So the long and short is you've got the financial resources, you have the fan base, you have the coach and the athletic director. You feel like now just get competitive to good on the field, Mitch, right?
4: <laughs> Simple. Well, this is why it's so important that Nebraska's done what it did in the last couple of years, you know, with Trev Alberts and, and then Matt Rule. And I'm not here saying that hey, these are the guys who were born to fix this program. I, I but I do think that more so than any combination that Nebraska's had in the past 15 years, 20 years, these are the two who are aligned enough and are business savvy enough and are um, and are ready to move Nebraska into the next phase of college athletics with more efficiency. Than any any duo that and and these are the, these are the two people who matter the most the athletic director and the football coach, there Nebraska is positioned with the two guys that it has to be able to make that jump, but that doesn't guarantee that they'll that that they'll get it done. That doesn't guarantee that they're going to take these five win seasons and turn them in a couple years into ten win seasons or nine win seasons, which may be what it takes mm-hmm. to get included in the next. In the in in the next the next jump, you know you've heard Trev Alberts in the past couple of years talk about how this is an urgent time and that Nebraska has to get it right this time. Well, I mean, what we heard from Charlie Baker today is evidence to back that up.
1: Mitch Sherman with us. Mitch, we'll check in again soon. Thanks for a few minutes today, bud. Okay, thanks. Thanks. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Good stuff to get this Tuesday kicked off. Lars Anderson, Mitch Sherman, podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play with Hale Varsity Radio, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and the Hale Varsity YouTube channel where you can watch the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Give us a follow there. We will get to your stream comments, open phones. The next 20 minutes, Searles gets our two going on Nebraska, on NIL, on all that good stuff. Uh, at 5.05, and then open phones from 5.20 till 6. So uh, good uh, thoughts from Mitch Sherman. in that big-picture discussion, where does Nebraska fit in the world of college football, in the landscape of college football, in this someday new separate tier of Division I? Can you spend it? Yes. Can you compete on the field? You're working on it. And uh, that's the, the reality for Nebraska on-field versus off-field. And uh, to get better on-field, it's going to take more Tony White defenses. It's going to take uh, more run games that reminisce uh, the Amir Abdullah, Rex Burkhead era. And it's going to take quarterback play that, at worst, and this is not a knock on him, is at, is at a Joe Gans level. Okay, if you're going to be kind of a pro-style passing offense that wants to be power football with a little bit of quarterback wiggle, you, you need a, a quarterback like Joey Gans or Zach Taylor, or Zach Taylor, because your run game and your O line was pretty good then. And you know Nebraska's working on it, but it, it it's this vicious circle of starting point, and your starting point is AD and coach, coach's vision, execution of said vision, and Realizing what you are to be successful, oh. and that's a developmental program. Yeah. Part of that development's quarterback.
2: Well, part of the development's quarterback, and 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 the simple fact of the matter, though, is that we've seen it time and time again in, in college football. You can get a one year pop from the transfer portal. Got to have a. It's
1: got to be longer than one, baby. You, you don't build a long
2: term program with the transfer no. portal. You build it on guys like Prince Will, who? on guys like Justin Evans Jenkins, who stepped in admirably, and you can assume there's going to be development there. Guys like maybe a future Carter Nelson. That That's what it comes down to. Like Whenever you do go get a four-star, a high four-star type guy. A Ben Hart? A Ben Hart. You need to make sure you're right. You need to make sure these guys are, are high-level multi-year starters that are making all-conference teams by the end of their, their careers at Nebraska. Guys like Nash. Can guys they like maximize? Robbie,
1: right? Can they hit their ceiling? Can they keep getting better?
2: It's taking the guys that, you know what, as a freshman, they're going to come in and they're going to compete. They're not going to be guys, I mean, These guys are important, too, guys Mm -hmm. that are popping two, three years down the road. But early on in this rebuild, you got to have some guys like Prince Will and name your freshman. Riley Van Poppel, Mm -hmm. Linhart, Jalen Lloyd. Guys that come in year one and are going to at least compete for a spot, get some time on the field, show you, like you've seen other Nebraska guys in the past, like Amir Abdullah makes a splash as a true freshman. Taylor Martinez makes a splash as a redshirt freshman. Guys that are going to end up having fruitful careers, uh, you have Kenny Bell.
1: Jalen Lloyd made a, made a Lloyd. splash, These right? are the guys, Three
2: touchdowns. The guys that end up being your dudes in your program are the guys that they show you a little something your, their freshman or their, true freshman or their redshirt freshman mm-hmm. season. Nebraska needs to find those guys and then develop them all the way through their Husker career. Keep them here. Keep them out of the portal. That's what being a developmental program means. And you notice none of what I said there except keeping guys out of the portal relates to the portal because that's not how the big dogs are doing it. The big dogs in college football, you know what? We need Bo Nix to really go compete. Mm-hmm. One transfer portal guy that's making key contributions for you. Ohio State, one or two transfer portal guys that are making contributions for you. It's not building a roster with those guys.
1: No, and it's it's the supplementation, right? It's the supplemental draft, so to speak, where you add a Bo Nix or a Penix to uh, teams like Oregon and Washington that have been good on the lines of scrimmage. That's your that's your wow moment, your difference maker, and Nebraska's in the process of of trying to. Get some competition to get the best they can be out of quarterback or find the best quarterback option well
2: it's to compare it to something that's maybe a little closer to home for our listeners you have fantasy football here
1: mm-hmm. you don't want to build your fantasy football team through the waiver wire
2: you no, know what you're
1: you're, you're, at, you're you are up against it if you're sneaking into the playoffs and you got to go find it's it's some okay. guy uh, you get lucky sometimes but it's not sustainable yeah, to your it, point. It's okay if your running back's on a bye and you go pick up a guy. No, he puts up 15 fantasy
2: points for me. I'm going to keep him around on my roster. See what he, That's okay. You don't want to build, you don't have a draft that's so
1: bad that you have <laughs> to fill your roster with waiver wire guys. Why are you looking are at me? What do you say this? Man, the, I blame Carson Schmidt for another subpar draft in the, uh, the, the Mike Bargan Memorial Football draft. So, there we have it. So, I have locked up a first-round buy in my toilet bowl. Uh, That's how bad my is doing Get that doing tattoo ready. <laughs> Let's get to some comments here, and we're going to getting, get into the different uh, quarterback tiers in the, uh, all the, the wild, wide world and wild world of travel for Nebraska. But Anonymous was in at 345, ready to start talking ball, and thanks, Anonymous. And he's quoting... What was said about Jeff Sims? He's dynamic, he's athletic, he's smart, he's big, he's got accuracy, he can throw from the pocket. So when he became available, when he went into the transfer portal, I was already sold on him. That's anonymous. More. I even had people in the NFL say, hey, you need to go get this guy. Everyone recognizes he's an NFL talent. That was the comments on Jeff Sims. And Sims, I don't doubt when scouts or recruiting coordinators or coaches looked at him and saw the good, you're like, absolutely, that's not an, ac- in, that's not an inaccurate statement. But you got to apply it to games. And it's got to apply to a season. It's got to apply to ball security. It's got to apply to just performance. And it just it, it didn't travel, right? The, the best part of Sims, the first half against Clemson, didn't travel at all to Lincoln, Nebraska. And you wish him well if he's here or if he goes somewhere else. So Anonymous asks the question, if this year's Portal quarterback edition gets the same hype, <laughs> do you believe it, A? B, think, okay, maybe this time? Or C, lose all hope? And sink into despair. I think the first thing you do is you get a little ice. And you put that ice in your favorite whiskey sipping glass. And then you pour a couple of shots of whiskey. You have one. Ponder it. And my take right now with just water, anonymous, as I'm showing you on the screen, if you're watching the show on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, I need to see to believe uh i think i would land on b benefit of the doubt okay it maybe this is the time versus going into despair but not blind blindfully and faithfully saying yep this is the dude um now if they were to go get let's just pick randomly if they go get dylan gabriel right not gonna happen even if, if Warren Buffett signs a check and hands it, I should say, signs a blank check and hands it to Dylan Gabriel, th- th- that would be about the only way, all right? Dylan Gabriel's looking at Oregon or he's looking at USC.
2: Well, well, but, let's be clear. But, Dylan Gabriel's looking at a future NFL career. Sure.
1: Exactly. And, and I, I think Nebraska's in position, and we'll get into this next hour, they're in position to go get guys that are probably fringe NFL right now. Mm they they want to go to the NFL but they're not sure fire NFL right now and they're going to a different place to either make some money or win uh, probably a little bit of both but i'm i'm maybe it's uh, the second times the charm for this this staff and now and now back to Hale Varsity Radio <sighs> Back with you one final time this hour. Jeremiah Searles, 10 minutes away, his take on the portal, the quarterback situation, Nebraska, and a little team, Jack, and then open phones for you at 525 will get heavy with the portal discussion at quarterback, who and where and when. Uh, This could uh, be a reality for Nebraska. Reminder about your friends at Dyer Law, personal injury. Dire Law, think of them. If you've been hurt in a personal injury accident, you can count on Dire Law to provide you with the helping hand you need. No matter what you're dealing with, call the team at Dire Law at 402 393 7529. 402 393 7529, or visit dire.law to chat with a trusted professional about your personal injury claim dyer.law that's law today when it comes to personal injury this this portal's fascinating because it's just a a slew of guys some have had better years than others and there's different reasons right is it payday is it um, a, a chance to go win at a higher level and get noticed is it coaching change i mean you've got all sorts on this spinning wheel of quarterback carousel, Elijah, this season. And you've got some guys that, listen, they they played early and didn't perform. D.J. Ugalele, right? Clemson came in, had a hell of a game at Notre Dame during the COVID year, okay, when Trevor was out, and then didn't have a great season following the Trevor Lawrence era, booked it over to Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, had a really good year this year, and now is in position to, to land for one more rodeo somewhere else. Maybe it's it's at Michigan State this year. Maybe it's going to be uh, a place like Florida State or the ACC. I don't know. There's a lot of quarterbacks I'd love to see in Lincoln. Uh, there's about four or five that I think I've seen enough of that I would give the the leg up in the race at Nebraska to win the starting job versus Chubba. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, there may be better arm talent. There might be some more upside or intangibles. The difference is this right now. Nebraska took somebody's word on who they should go get in the portal last year. A peer, former coaching peer, said, go get this dude. This is what he can be. This year, Nebraska is not only doing in-person visits, they're doing in-person interviews, right? One and the same. Kind of like this: the difference in the search for Sean Course
2: versus the search for Trev Alberts.
1: Sure. I mean, you Did I you throw that out there. You no, know, you you are absolutely going to some guys you're interested in, or maybe they're interested in you, but you're doing the deep dive. You're finding out everything. I don't know if it's tacky or not. <laughs> calling the coach, they're leaving. Hey, yeah, can so-and-so throw for me? (laughs) Can you unlock the indoor facility? Actually, no. We're going to go out on the field because Matt Rule makes his quarterbacks throw in the wind. Uh, But you get what I'm saying. No, good, good. thank God, good adjustment for Nebraska. They're they're going in person versus uh, taking advice. They might be taking some advice, but they're doing their due diligence.
2: And in that, you have to find not only a guy... Is this guy is better willing.
1: than? Dare I say, it, is this guy better than what that's we got? To say,
2: not, not only do you find a guy that's willing <laughs> to come to Nebraska, but it has to be a guy that's better than what you've got, because you always run the risk of running a guy off.
1: That, 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 that echoes guy. and burns so many Husker fans. Is this guy better than what we got? Joe Burrow. Hour two on the way.
0: The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel.
1: Back into it at Tower 2, it's Tail Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager, our favorite Husker NFLer, Jeremiah Searles with us at Searles71 underscore HSKR, he's in his Husker den, slaving away. Searles, what's up? How are you?
5: I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm sad that we're not talking about a Husker bowl game and all that fun stuff, but was a great weekend of college football. Got to watch, you know, all the championship games. I got to watch Florida State get shafted on national television. You know, all that fun stuff.
1: Well, let's uh, let's go around the uh, the uh, the horn, so to speak, and we'll start with your your thoughts on Nebraska. Uh, another heartbreak against Iowa. I know we're a little bit removed from that, but still, overall, your takeaway with the season, and kind of couple that with. The, 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 the portaling that is going on. Nebraska, of course, uh, kicking tires on quarterbacks.
5: Yeah, you know, overall, I'm really I'm really pleased. I know the outcome wasn't what we wanted, a bowl game. But from what I saw from the program, from a maturity standpoint, from a culture standpoint, from a true ground-up rebuild, I am very pleased with what I saw this year. And, yes, there are a lot of things that get cleaned up, but I wasn't one of those guys that came into the season thinking it was going to be the moon and the stars. I'm pretty sure I set our win over under at five, right? And I actually want a bottle of whiskey down at our barbershop, down at Straight Edge downtown. I won it with a guy who said six. I said five. So I now have a bottle of Eagle Wear waiting for me. Shout out to those guys, Zach, and them down there. But <laughs> I like where we're at. I like where we're going. And you want to compare and contrast some things. And this is what I've been doing for people. Look at Colorado. How many people are jumping ship out of Colorado right now? Everybody. Right? The eject button is hit. Versus you flip side at Nebraska, Ty Robinson, Nash Hutmaker, those dudes are bleeding to play back again for Matt Rule. They're they're foregoing the chance to go to the NFL to come back and play for their head coach. That speaks volumes to me. Volumes to me in an era of college football in which you can hit the eject button at any moment. You have guys from a 5-7 and seven football team going, I believe in what's happening here. I believe in the path. I believe in our head coach. I want to come back.
2: It's Jeremiah Searles with us here on Hale Varsity. And Searles, while we're going year in review here, I want you to take the quarterbacks and the turnovers and put it to the side because we've talked about that plenty over the past couple of months. But I want you to pick the biggest success that you saw from Nebraska this season in terms of progress or in terms of being a competent team, if you will, and then the biggest failure, the biggest thing that needs to get cleaned up, again, throwing turnovers from the quarterback position to the side.
5: You know, you know I think the biggest thing for me is just the efficiency on offense. Right? like I think there was times where it was good, times where it was god-awful, but we live too much in the gray area of inconsistency. And good football teams, and that leads to great ones, are very consistent with what they can do week in and week out on the football field. Look at the four-team playoff. Every team has an identity in which they're very good at. Right, Washington, Texas, they throw it all over the yard. They've got quarterbacks that can move. Bama, Michigan, bruisers, up front, starting with the offense and defensive lines. Right, Those guys are consistent. We need to be more consistent on offense, whether that means we're better running the football, whether we put more emphasis on the quick passing game, whatever it may be. That is the biggest thing we have to get cleaned up next year is knowing who our identity is, what we do, and not mattering who we're playing against, making them stop us, making them stop what we do well. We never really did that this year. That's the biggest thing we need to get cleaned up.
2: But do you have a, a biggest success, the biggest point of progress that you saw this year?
5: Tony White. Getting- Tony White is the biggest. I mean, I was devastated when I thought we were going to lose him to USC. I was, I mean, I was Were you, were you thinking
1: myself. he was going to go to Hollywood?
5: I was thinking he was going to get p- p- paid. And, like, how are you supposed to tell a guy not to go get paid, right? Like, in Matt Ruler said, like, if it's going to be a vault up in your career, and I'm not saying that is, but $1.6 million is a vault up in something. So, you know, I'm really excited that he's back. I think he was tremendous for this team, tremendous for the state. I mean, you talk about a program that lives and dies with the black shirts and being a dominant defense and all those things. Couldn't be happier for what he did, how he came in, handled his business this year, and really excited to see the future with some super young D-linemen that are just going to take even bigger jumps this
1: offseason. Searles, let's uh, get to the the quarterback spot. And uh, right now, Nebraska's looking around, making some some trips, making some in-person visits, all the while, really, as, as we talk, just a couple of guys, non-quarterbacks in the portal, but we're not expecting much portal movement, at least initially by Nebraska, probably not much at all. To, to your point about the Robinson and Polar Bear example, guys want to come back and see if they can get this team over the hump. But you look at Chubba, you look at Heinrich uh, Sims is, is still here, but I want to focus on on Chubba. What do you believe his ceiling could be? I mean, you've seen some good and limited action, and he's way different than a year ago when he was under Whipple.
5: Yeah, I would love to see his progression of a passer. I think we saw the athletic ability. We saw his ability to create with his legs, but that's never going to be his bread and butter because he's not quite fast enough to really be a difference maker in the run game. And he's not quite physical enough to be a bruiser running quarterback. You know, he's kind of in between athletically, but the thing that worried me the most about him was his ability to get through his progression, right? He was very much a one read, not there tuck and run. And I'm not saying that's who he's always going to be, but that's gotta be the next progression in his game of understanding pre-snap alignment. What's my coverage? What's my route concept? Who's my number one read? And then, Oh, that's not there. How do I get to two to three? That's where I think we'll know more of his ceiling as he goes, but you know, Harburg, we got to see, same thing with him. He's got to be a better passer. This is college football era where you have to be able to throw the football. You just, you have to throw the football to win games. It's just part of it, unless you are a Michigan or an Alabama or one of those guys that has a stable of NFL running backs behind you every single time. So I think quarterback is the number one thing we have to go find a portal. And I've heard the checkbook could be open. And, you know, Matt Rule is the first one to say it. I don't know if it's a million dollars plus open, But, you know, that's the era of college football. You know, I represent some players for NIL. I have a couple guards right now that are NIL guys that are getting north of $300,000 a year, right? It's just where it is in college football. It's how it works. It's how it goes. And if you want to be successful, you got to pay.
1: How does that work with uh, your representation? And there's a couple of guards. uh, You're well-versed at that spot as well as tackle it is is it as simple as a business contacting you, or a relationship with the kid, and uh, away you go? I mean, do, do you mind laying it out?
5: Yeah, so it's a, everyone does it differently because there is no governing body. Right. Like there is no like rules that you have to follow. It is as gunslinging, (laughs) Wild West as you can make it right. I mean, with the NFL, you have to be certified and you have to have the ability to there's a legal tampering period. And then there's these times you can talk to kids and you can't all that's out the window. It's all bets off. You know, the way that we handle as an agency is the first thing we ask players, is, is this a football decision or is this a business decision? Right. Or is it somewhere in the middle? Right. Because sometimes guys are hitting the portal strictly to just go get paid right? And hats off to them. That's what you want to do. Or is this a business decision to lead to the NFL? Is this a decision where I want to go somewhere that I can play better next to better competition or get better coaching or be in a better system or play a different position or do all of that? And if that's the sole focus, then let's help you on that end first and then figure out the money later. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of how we go about it, where every agency is different. I mean, and as far as like when you can talk to guys when you can't, like, schools-wise, I'll tell you this, that's just all out the window. None of that matters. You guys are getting contacted all the time. It's it's the Wild West. And until the NCAA does something to come down on it, which I am a, a huge component that they should, mm-hmm. like they need to have some type of governing body, it's just going to continue to get more and more crazy.
2: It's Jeremiah Searles with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Searles, we'll get into Florida State, also your relationship with Team Jack here in just a second. But first, I want to talk specifically about that quarterback position for Nebraska. And you kind of laid out the two sides of the coins. You have the... The one set of guys maybe trying to maximize their earning potential before a potential pro career, the guys that, you know, know that right now, whenever you're 20, 21 years old playing quarterback, it's kind of your best chance to go take care of your retirement now as opposed to a potential NFL career. And then you have the other side of guys that are looking to, to, you know, maybe get themselves some more exposure, some more experience, some more tape to put on film to give themselves a better shot at the NFL. Whenever you look at those two classes of guys, specifically at the quarterback position, what spot do you think Nebraska fits more into in terms hmm. of those types of guys they're looking for?
5: Yeah. You know, I think we're not quite in the top tier of guys are going to come here because they think it's going to help their draft spot. Right. I, we're not quite there and that's not, that's not a knock on Nebraska. That's just, if you have to tear out this, the schools, right. Like, Obviously, if you want to go play at the next level, it's a lot easier to go like, well, let me go play at Ohio State and throw to the next Marvin Harrison or throw to the next Chris Olave or whoever they have in the kitty coming up. Right. You know, it's as simple as Joe Burrow going down to LSU and be like, oh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. This is kind of fun. Right. Like we're not quite there. I think we're going to be more in that middle of the pack quarterback that's a younger player, had some starts, but wants to be the guy right, wants to be the guy and wants to have a team be his team. And he's done enough to earn a nice payday with it, but he's still hungry enough to know that there's a lot left out in front of me for me to go prove. And so I think that's the kind of player that Nebraska needs to target. That's the kind of pitch they need to have to sell to that kind of guy. And that's the right guy that Matt Rule's going to need to get to run this offense.
1: Any quarterback you've seen, and let me just lay out the the names we're hearing that, that Nebraska's – been in contact with sam levitt uh really high level kid out of oregon top quarterback out of oregon was at michigan state threw a touchdown pass on a trick play against nebraska blake shapen a kid that was recruited by rule down at baylor uh you got mccord at ohio state please no and (laughs) will howard at kansas state i think that's the first guy they visited
5: I like Will Howard
1: for this spot. I think everybody likes Will You're, Howard.
5: I think... Uh, Lane I, Kiffin, and, Lincoln Riley, everybody <laughs> yeah, likes yeah, Everyone's yeah. a big Will Howard fan. I know. I, honestly, my favorite quarterback in the portal is the Ward kid from Washington State. Uh, yeah, that's I great. love that kid. But he's going to be Tennessee, Alabama. Like, he's going to be up there, and his price tag's going to be really, really high. But I think his arm talent is really, really good. Um, you know, and so you have to remember... Though Matt Rule brought Jeff Sims in for a reason. It's because he likes a mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. So when you go through that list, I think that's going to be a big criteria for what Matt Rule wants and someone to run his offense is a guy that can create with his legs and be a threat in the run game. You know, so there's a couple guys, and that's why I think McCord's not it. Right. And I'll eat my hat and I'll be a McCord fan if they sign him here. Please don't think I'm poo pooing him. But, you know, based off what I've seen, based off what our offense is and where the state of our offensive line is right now, and that's going to be in a rebuild too, I think it's got to be a running quarterback.
1: Well, and the the guy went 11-1 and this year, and he's leaving.
5: Yeah, I mean, he was driving a Porsche Cayenne, and (laughs) he didn't even get it all the way to the finish line, right? I mean, the dude had everything imaginable around him, and he still couldn't figure out a way to get to the finish line. I worry about you take a guy like that, and put him in a less talented area mm-hmm. is that who he is or can he elevate people around him and that will always be the question mark with him until he finds a new spot
2: guy I really like Searles is Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina mm, has had dude. good success I like him because he's got that dual threat ability doesn't throw many picks I know it's lesser competition but the big difference I see between him and Cameron Ward is Cameron Ward fumbled 14 times last season which is you know a lot. Whereas Grayson McCall's done a good job taking care of the football throughout his college career. Maybe he's looking for a step up in competition to put some NFL tape out there and get him a little more NIL money. I think that's a name. That Only a fourteen
1: sense. fumbles. Sign him up. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say.
5: Well, I think. We, I think we'll take that. But <laughs> I, I do understand what you're saying. I definitely understand what you're saying in that front. But I think a lot of the fumbles in Ward's case too were in pocket fumbles, which is what worries me. Right, strip sacks, hmm. not taking care. Of, but I think that's something. I'm not saying a Tiger can't change his stripes, but, you know, that's a concern, obviously, because that was the issue with Sims coming in as well.
2: So before we get you out of here, the four-team playoff, Florida State, as you said earlier, shafted Alabama's in. A lot of people saying the amount of money ESPN's going to make off of Bama being in is probably what put that over the line. What are your thoughts on that four teams?
5: I feel so bad for Florida State and Norvell and those boys down there because the playoff committee – literally told them winning it doesn't it's not everything anymore and from when we played peewee football to when i hung my cleats up winning meant everything right it meant everything it didn't matter how it happened it didn't matter how you got there as long as it was about the w and the l column that's what got you up the next morning and to tell those boys that for 365 days from their last loss they did everything right they went to every workout they showed up to every practice. They played every game. They found a way to find adversity and combat it and find ways to win. For the playoff committee to just throw all of that out of the window and say, sorry, boys, TV revenue means more than winning. It's just a shame, and I hate it, and I hate everything about it.
1: Searles, uh, real quick, uh, it is the holiday season, and I know a uh, close friend of yours, Cam Jurgen's. My um, cause, my cleats, uh, Team Jack, uh, you participated in that with Tyson's treasure chest. Uh, tell the folks a little bit about uh, your involvement, uh, your relationship with uh, the good folks at Team Jack.
5: Yeah, I love the guys at Team Jack. Obviously, I've been a part of them since I was in the inauguration. I was on the field when Jack ran the, the touchdown back in the se- uh, the spring game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I'm on the Husker alumni chapter. We helped put events together. We had the golf event. We got the gala coming up in February. You know, and just to continue a continual fight against trying to find a cure for pediatric brain cancer. It's a fight that is never ending. It's a fight that we hope to find an end to one day, but we're going to continue to fight every step of the way. Team Jack and Husker football is going to forever and always be intertwined, and that's something that till the day I die, we'll continue to try and fight that fight. So, well, but-
2: Team Jack has uh, Hall of Famer Bryant Young at the gala this year. I saw. Can you let the people know how they get tickets to that gala? Should they want to attend?
5: Yeah, uh, teamjack.com. I believe it's the teamjackfoundation.org. Take mm-hmm. a look there. Find tickets, table sponsors, all that stuff. Um, I'm sure we'll still look into that. You can always find Kylie Dockner, too. She's the head of Team Jack Foundation. So look her up. She handles all of that stuff.
1: Yep, find Kylie and get signed up and uh, swing, the, swing the clubs with Searles, too. I mm. mean... Oh, yeah. the swings, swing's in a
5: bad place right Is now, it? Smitty. Oh. <laughs> I thought well, about maybe trying to get out on Thursday with the weather a little nice, but I don't know if I need to do that to myself.
1: Well, one oh. of us could carry your clubs because I want to get out <laughs> and golf too. Searles, you be good. Best to you and your fam. Thanks for the time.
5: Absolutely, guys. Appreciate it. Go Big Red.
1: Got to love Searles. Good insight. And, uh, of course, straight takes right there on NIL, on quarterback, the season. All that good stuff. Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. You want to catch the interview again with Hale Varsity Radio.
0: Hale Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah.
1: You want me to speak? I'm to you, yeah.
0: On Hale Varsity Radio.
1: Back with you. Open phones for you the rest of the show. 489-1240-800-825-5865 or can just jump in the stream, Hale Varsity YouTube channel or the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at Radio. Give that a follow. That's Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt at Herbal Essence on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. So uh, a lot to talk about here with quarterbacks and tears and visits and kicking tires and uh, discussions going on and on. Three report out that Kyle McCord, Several schools in mind that thinks would be a, a great fit for him. He's a Philadelphia native. And, of course, Nebraska, uh, again, Peron, three and McCord are talking.
2: Well, and, and that's been kind of assumed today with the flight tracker information. There's not much other reason for Satterfield to go from Waco to Columbus. Like, you think you're going to hire Ryan Day as an offensive coordinator? Doesn't make much sense. Like, like that, that's the, the name that makes sense. To go out there, and, and I to, had to preface... To go hire segment.
1: Ryan Day as offensive coordinator? No, no, yes. no, no, no. Yes, it no. does.
2: <laughs> no, Kyle McCord. Um, but I had to make sure to preface this segment, Schmitty, with the, uh, the intro that says, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Schmitty's a great guy, doesn't have a brain. I just talk whenever you point at me. So I had to make sure we preface this entire conversation with that. Like, that's what the transfer portal is, is stuff happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times... And there was a report out on Twitter today from a, uh, a high-level Division One Power Five coordinator where he talked about the appeal of the portal is you don't have to go deal with all these recruits that are going to give you the runaround, and hey, they're just going to use your name for clout because they want the other schools to see oh Nebraska offered you, so now you're going to get schools close to home office. It's, it. it's a
1: double-edged sword, brother, because you're right, and you showed me that, that coordinator, and listen – there are guys who love recruiting. There are guys who tolerate recruiting and there are guys who hate recruiting. And the way of the world in college football right now, uh, it is turned from recruiting high school quarterbacks to possibly getting someone more polished, that someone else is either taken some bad habits and made them worse or taken some bad habits and made them good. All shapes and sizes, right in the portal with what you're getting at quarterback, how can you enhance? to supplement your football team at that position. Well, and that's, that's what I'm saying here with kind of this, we don't know what the hell we're talking, we, we, we have some information,
2: yeah. and, and we, we know what we're talking about. I'm being dramatic when I say that, but this is what the portal is. Is It's very fast-moving. You have guys that enter their name into the portal on the 4th of December. They want to have a new stop by the time January rolls around so they can get in for spring football. They can be practicing. They don't have the time to give coaches the runaround. They don't have time to tell coaches, you know what, I'm interested, in at the end of the day, they're not. They're going to give you that straight answer, and you know what, Marcus Satterfield, Nebraska coaching staff, they might be flying to Columbus today, and, and Kyle McCord might say, ah, thanks, but no thanks. He's going to shoot you straight. For all we know, that might be what that conversation is. So I want to make sure this conversation is prefaced in that way, that just because Nebraska's going and visiting a kid doesn't mean that that kid's interested in Nebraska. Well, just because Nebraska's there's, there's gotta tires be tired a- doesn't mean this guy's at the top of Nebraska's big board. The transfer portal... Happens very quickly. Nebraska's done their evaluation. Now you're going out and you're finding who's really interested, who just returned a phone call to be nice. You're going to go out and do all these things. No, you're going to get a yes. Quickly.
1: You're, you're going to get a yes. Come visit me. Let's talk. All right? You're, you're Nebraska. You're Matt Rule. You're Satterfield. And uh, I'm intrigued if I'm McCord. Apparently, you just went 11-1. and one. You, you beat Penn State. You beat Notre Dame. You lost by a touchdown, right? To Michigan, you had a, a tough day with an interception. You're also a five star that didn't start as a freshman. You're also a five star that had to wait till this year. Your 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 true junior season. As he's part of the 2021 class. Good for him. Not leaving till now. And the guy put his time in, and they had some pretty some damn good quarterbacks at Ohio State. So you had Devin Brown, you had Keenhold, you, Tristan huh. <laughs> good old Tristan pulling the Tommy uh, Tommy boy seven year plan baby <laughs> so listen at quarterback the most important thing for me is get it right if you're Nebraska find someone better than you have let that projection that's better than you have win the job in a true competition or make it clear as day, plain as day, that, uh, all right, it's it's going to be a battle to the death, not literally, but it's going to be a battle and the best man will win and your job is to be a, a really good teammate and be a ready backup in the Big Ten where people go to get beat up and get injured. Okay, that, that's, that's what you're going to need from your quarterback room now. And that's what you're going to need from your quarterback room. You're trying to you're, to, to add to, and that message has got to be loud and clear and agreed upon by the quarterback that's here. You don't run off guys that could have won ball games for you, or can win ball games for you, and uh, you don't not go take somebody in because you don't want to worry about chasing somebody off. It is so delicate, but you got to be right this time. You got to be right this time because you're going to have a better offensive line. You have more options at running back. You're going to have a year two of young, really fast, talented wide receivers. You're going to have a lot of defense back. You're going to have a hell of a schedule, and it's year two. And this fan base, while loving and supportive, are ready for a bowl game. End of discussion. Be right. Get it done. And if that means going to Ohio State, talking to McCord, I'm quite frankly shocked that Nebraska is in position based on what their offense is. If I'm a quarterback looking at what this offense is, it's a hell of a pitch Nebraska must be making. But you have the, the element of Nebraska is a Big Ten school. Oh, sure. got facilities. But you just went 11-1 and one at Ohio State. Should, should there be a line of people out the door? Ohio State clearly is like, I mean, Ohio State, how many guys have they lost? Like 15, four, and five stars? People are running for the portal.
2: And the element that I think a lot of schools have to consider with Kyle McCord, and we'll get to Steven on the phone lines yeah. here in just a second, is that element of did they go eleven and one because of Kyle McCord,
1: or did they go eleven and one in spite of Kyle McCord? I don't think he was in in spite of. Do you? I don't think it was he was a because of either. Well, he had he had a lot of he had a lot he did, he did not crash the Porsche very often, as Searles said. No, he had Marvin Harrison Jr. He had. He, he did crash Anderson. the Porsche, but he didn't take it above the
2: speed limit either.
1: No, but he was in that game. He had a bad pick that was a tipped ball against Michigan. You know, the defense allowed, what, almost 30 points? I got to go back and look at the score, but you know what? It was not just him. He, play, he played well enough to win.
2: I, I just want to make sure that the folks at home, though, know whenever Nebraska goes out and visits Kyle McCord, Nebraska's at the first date. That's where they're at right now they in got, the
1: process. They're speed dating, and they got it. sure.
2: Yeah, and, and you got the first date. I've been on plenty of first dates and never gotten a second date. You know? I'm
1: just going to tell get myself in, here. I want to get into that <laughs> at, at 540. <laughs> Steven, thanks for hanging on. Welcome to Hale Varsity. Go ahead.
4: Hey, guys. Uh, you kind of stole a little bit of my thunder there on, on McCord, and I'm just wondering, do you suppose that because of the Michigan loss, there's pressure to leave, or coaching staff said, hey, we think this other guy's going to start in front of you, and you just got to wonder, you know, why somebody that's at a program like that, you know, is, is looking to leave, or is it – all
1: nil driven. I, you know, that's my I, that's that's deal. it's it's a football or a business decision, as Searles touched on. You know, Ohio State didn't start Joe Burrow ever either, right? I mean, they, they go with who they thinks best. That was a quarterback room re- led by Ryan Day, and uh, it was it Haskins that was in front of. Yeah, it was Haskins uh, that was in front of Joe. And uh, Joe got down to some sweet weapons on the bayou. I, I think this. I think he's a guy that had his year at Ohio State. Stephen, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate you t- uh, chiming in and, and listening in. I think he's he may have a better shot at winning the job somewhere else because Ohio State that may be that deep at quarterback. Well, on top of maybe they're kicking tires on portal Well, people. we
2: spent some time talking with Searles about Cam Ward. Cam Ward has been thrown around on a lot of Ohio State, and it's, it's just discussion board He's right He's awesome. But he's been thrown around in Ohio State circles as being a candidate. I mean, Ohio State, I think with the weapons that they had on offense, Harrison, Abuka, uh, Travion Henderson, you had guys The line's good, all defense
1: it. is killer.
2: I think they're looking for an upgrade at the quarterback spot. Ooh. I don't think Kyle McCord is a bad quarterback for them, but look at the line of quarterbacks that they have had coming up to Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord's kind of the odd one out. I don't think Kyle McCord's a future top ten draft pick. No, yeah. and that, that, that's okay for what Nebraska would want at quarterback potentially.
1: I mean, look how good look look at Stroud this year. My God, he's good in the NFL. I mean, from
2: Fields, Stroud, Haskins, Twelve Gauge,
1: mm-hmm.
2: all the way back to to uh, Pryor. Yeah, I mean, you just have a long, long and line of and Ohio shifted State it first to be, round quarterbacks. To
1: be NFL, Fields is in a tough spot. But good question from our friend Brennan. Is we're talking quarterbacks and tiers, and he asked a little bit earlier in the show, and we're just getting to it now. Theoretically speaking, Brennan in the Black Hills, if Nebraska lands a top quarterback prospect and he and has a successful season, we make a significant bull and said quarterback opts to sit out, what would your response be? Well, <laughs> um. I think if you're in the playoff, that's pretty awful to opt out. If you're at some other bowl game, I get it. Take care of number one, but if you're playing of for something of substance beyond a a nine or ten win season, I mean, if you're in a you know, it's going to expand to twelve next season. Presumably, your top three Big Ten teams. I don't think Nebraska is going to be in that position next year uh, to be a to be a, a top three or four Big Ten team. That said, no, I, I think if he opts out, that would hurt in the moment, but you got to kind of respect the decision if he's, you know, a, a first day guy, Elijah, first or second day guy at quarterback.
2: Well, Schmidt, off the top of your head, who is the last Husker quarterback to throw a pass in an NFL game? If Nebraska finds a quarterback Ooh. in the portal that has good enough NFL options that they're going to sit out the bowl game, Kelly like,
1: Stoffer, but he didn't go to Nebraska? <laughs> I think it was Bruce Matheson. It was. Mid-80s. Buffalo.
2: I believe he was the last quarterback at Nebraska to throw a pass in a regular season NFL game. He had
1: Bruce Matheson, uh, Vince Ferragamo, and I am...
2: There's no one else. Hmm? I don't think Steve Taylor ever threw a pass in an NFL game. CFL. He
1: killed it in the CFL.
2: But not in the NFL. No. like I'm just looking back through the years. If Nebraska finds a quarterback that's good enough to sit out of a bowl game because they have NFL prospects, that's an ultimate win for Nebraska.
1: In the moment unless it i mean if you're playing for something of substance you want them to go play and win that bowl well game if you're court.
2: playing of something in something of substance likely they're not going to sit out it's an ultimate sure. win for nebraska if you have a quarterback that you know what you go seven and five next year and you're playing in a bowl game and your quarterback sits out because he's got nfl opportunities that's an ultimate win you made a damn bowl game
1: that's that's cool you want to you want to finish the year off that's right
2: that's such a a, a hypothetical down the road exactly <laughs> let's, let's not worry about let's
1: worry about who's playing quarterback who's healthy at quarterback and uh, we're almost over. We'll continue right. this discussion, 489 1240 with the quarterback portal tier. Some of the names we'll get you to in Nebraska's discussion with McCord from Ohio State. Some of the other folks Nebraska has been visiting. Hail Varsity continues. And now, and now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Plenty of portal talk continues. Open phones the next 20 minutes. It's Hale Varsity Radio powered by Cornhead Logger. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. Hale Varsity Radio uh, can watch the show on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Follow us with the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter handle at HVarsity Radio. Who's on the line? Dave. Dave, thanks for hanging. Go for it.
4: Former Nebraska quarterbacks that threw passes in the NFL. Did you remember Dave Hum?
1: Hummer, yes. Shoot, um, I talked to him. I think
4: to, he might have been as successful as any of them.
1: Yeah, Dave was, he backed up in Oakland uh, with Kenny. But, yeah, I talked to I under, I was. I was lucky enough to interview Dave Hum when I first started doing this. He was the best guy ever.
4: Al Davis thought a lot of him. Yeah, you know, right up till he died, I think he worked for the Raiders organization.
1: Pre and post game, yeah.
4: Yep, yep. Okay, that was it. Right, you thanks, are, thank you. That was yep, uh,
1: an unintentional slip. But yeah, Hum, you're lefty. And I think Hum was a little before Matheson, I believe. Yes. But yep. he had a long
2: career, so I guess mm-hmm. I don't know if he was the last or not. That's an interesting discussion point. But it is funny that we have to go back to the late 70s, early 80s. Well, T.O. to, T.O. Was, T.O. T.O. was
1: chucking the football before he switched to the option in the 70s. But it's
2: just funny how long you have to go back to get to a guy who threw a pass in an NFL game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how many, how few colleges there are? In the country. Freaking CJ Bethard was throwing passes last night.
1: Yeah, I needed I needed uh Goldilocks in for about five more fantasy points. Uh another comment, sound this out for me. I, I can't but well, the handle is what? Jeric? Jeric- Jericho Reed. Jericho Reed, thank you again, readers. That's what I'm getting from Santa this year, so In I can from read. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna get me some Coke bottle glasses. Now you can see. You can also burn ants with them. All right. Um, I've been curious at best when it's when it comes to the coaching staff and the media talking up a guy. This last debacle with Sims killed any and all credibility to either when it comes to the players. Yeah, I think a lot of us went in and said, okay, this is what coach is saying. Coach has got a pretty good track record of winning football games. If he re- and yeah, if he really likes this guy, uh, could be good. What, and, what and, the and, hell else is Rule supposed to say, though? No, ex- exactly. Eh, we,
2: we just like think he's all right. I don't know if how good he's going to. Well, be. Well, there there he, was like...
1: some there was some worry about all the Georgia Tech, but it was eh. Georgia Tech's got nothing around him.
2: Well, I, is Rule supposed to get there and say, yeah, the worry was pretty well founded. in Jeff Sims, we're pretty concerned with what we have him this well, year. Well, no.
1: here's my here's my thing. If you're fumbling and throwing picks, and we don't know that he was or wasn't, because we weren't at spring football and we weren't at fall camp. But if you're throwing picks and fumble on the football during practice and it's supposed to go away magically during the game, that's a problem, (laughs) okay? And uh, time will tell if Nebraska can get it right at quarterback with what they're developing on campus or what they're kicking tires on. Let's go to the portal tiers. And Elijah, we've spent some time on McCord. We know that Sam Levitt is on Nebraska's radar. And uh, we're going to talk to – uh, our dear friend Doug Ebling, uh, Mister Ebling, Jack, excuse me, Jack Ebling. He's such a dear friend. I jacked his first name, Jack Ebling. Uh, Jack will be with us Friday, getting ready for Nebraska, Michigan State hoops. But also, we'll get the four one one on Sam Levitt from from Jack later on in the week. Blake Shapin from Waco. There's familiarity there. There's something that Ruel liked, and he ended up at Baylor. So yeah, there's some familiarity. But the, the push has got a when push comes to shove, though this this quarterback that comes in from the portal needs to be somebody that, that flat-out outduels Chubba Purdy and Harburg for the job. I can't stress and emphasize that enough, and I want to see more Chubba Purdy right now with some of his talents and some of his tools and and see more offense around him. He, he's got to get better, and again, Cyril's pointed this out from a read standpoint, first, second, third progression, but if he can... If we can see a guy get time develop and get better, good. I mean, wh- let's let's talk attainability. We got a whole list of quarterbacks, right? DJ, Ugalele, uh On Grayson McCall, way. you like him. I like McCall, he's another question with attainability though because he's a coastal Carolina Tim Beck guy. Uh, you've got Dylan Gabriel out. Uh, Riley Leonard out. Oh. Will Howard, probably out. Dante Moore probably out. Kyle McCord, Tyler Shaw, Aiden Childs, Tyler Van Dyke, not interested. Will Rogers. Uh, You've got Hauser, uh, Noah Kim. I mean, you've got the world running from from Michigan State. Um, What's funny, I was looking at some Sam Levitt stuff, Elijah, and Sam Levitt was the number one quarterback in the state of Oregon. Neither in-state school offered the kid. He's still pissed about it. Didn't really give Jonathan Smith, allegedly, the time of day when he got to Michigan State and bolted. So the word on Levitt is there's talent, but is, is Sam Levitt in love with Sam Levitt? <laughs> you got to have a little cockiness to you. I get it as, as quarterback, but who's the name there you think Nebraska can get? They're visiting. They're at least getting, hey, yeses. We'll go out. We'll talk. We'll sit down. We'll gauge each other's interest. Tell me what you're all about, your vision, and why the offense won't be 18 points a game if I come play for you. And tell me why we should want you to come in and challenge a guy like Chubbapurdy for the job. I mean, it's a two-way street. What what first date and what past attempted relationship does this remind you of? (laughs) Can, Can you match quarterback with Elijah's Choices. Be no names no, names no today, names. There will be no names named today, There uh, will be no names named today. Was there a Sims on the list? <laughs> <laughs> Someone that boiled your rabbit. Yeah. Someone I thought was great and halfway through the first date. I go, ooh. <laughs> a lot of red flags here, huh? That's right. <laughs> i just texting me at midnight it says help help in all caps.
2: pretend i have a family emergency you're my dad calling me please
1: Elijah. your dog needs to go out dad's on the phone i gotta bail i gotta go Ah, go. uh, okay sorry uh, left turn there that was funny okay but quarterback attainability you see that list. We've just rattled off 100 quarterbacks. To there's 100 more daily going into the portal. I'm intrigued by McCord. I'm intrigued by Levitt. Here's what I believe. You can bring them in. If they get beat out, they're gone. they are don't stick around for you. That's, that's why they're leaving, presumably, to play and play better. And it's either I need to get my game film up to up to speed so the NFL goes, "Oh wow, you're really good," or that we see something in you or it's straight up an NIL payday. It's a business decision. Those are your A or your B's, right? It's A or B the choice while you're going into the portal to make money or to go get groomed and be better and go win. And can Nebraska make the right choice while having some depth? Having some depth. And and let and quite honestly Get Kalen in here and get him comfortable, and get him acclimated, and let him just grow and groom. And you're 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 gonna play. You're you're gonna you're gonna get better by playing. Yes, but you don't want to blow somebody up too soon by throwing him in too early.
2: Well, how many guys do you want in the quarterback competition? I think is a question. That I need we're three. Have that you want? I need three. I think you have one in Chuba. I think you probably bring in a, a younger developmental guy. To compete with Kalen, whichever cream rises to the, cop, to the, to the top becomes mm-hmm. the third guy in that conversation. You bring one guy into being be the presumptive starter. Okay. I think that's what you got. And it, could McCord be that guy? Maybe. I think there's a reason why his name's floating out there today. Sure. I, I will say that.
4: And now.
1: And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time Hail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Get the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Brett emails in chris at halevarsity.com. I can see Herbal having lots of challenges with first and second dates. Why? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, Ouch. That, that is hurtful. Andy is Ouch, back wait, in. wait,
2: wait, wait, no, we need to step it back here. Is it the mustache?
1: I don't know. He didn't get into specifics.
2: Is it my abundantly charming personality?
1: I think it looks like, I mean, you've got your flannel on. you got some dead, is it a moose or what's on your hat? It's a deer. Okay, it's a A deer. Mule mule deer. The mule, (laughs) the mule deer. All right. It just looks like you might put somebody in a wood chipper right now. What the hell? It's okay. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's okay. The flannel's nice. I just can't pull it off. You got a wood chipper in your backyard, and someone's frightened. It's Uh, it's, it's fine. I don't know how to take that comment. (laughs) Uh, Andy is uh, back from uh, the desert, and uh, is listening to us in North Platte, and. some good uh, thoughts. Uh, he's, I believe, at a bar in North Platte. God love him. He's playing Keno, and he's asking for number selection. But he just everyone's sitting around talking Husker football. Everyone's fired up about this portal, this quarterback thing. And
2: 58 feels lucky, by the way.
1: Yeah, 58's a good number.
2: Just just first one that came to mind for me. Good okay. number. I'll add 31 there, too.
1: 17. Go with 17. Steve Schmidt's number was great. And Mark Grace,
2: fifty-eight, thirty-one, seventeen. Bang! Okay. There we go. Bang! Hundred dollars.
1: And Bang. just go with five. <laughs> five national championships. Now
2: you're getting too many numbers. Now you're just that's. Well, keno. Yeah, you still got like two or three, and hope to hit all three.
1: Okay. There we go.
2: I'm, I lose all my money. I I don't play keno, so don't listen to me. But I
1: watch others play keno. I think that's about for it. Sure.
2: And I watch the numbers come up, and I go, "Oh, I was going to say that one that time. Man, I should have should have played."
1: Four eight nine twelve forty. Four eight nine twelve forty. Tomorrow on the show, uh, excited to have Mike Babcock and Evan Bland, the pride of Ord, Andy Markowski, going to be with us. As Nebraska has got a big one, huge one against uh, Minnesota tomorrow night. If those of you are still inclined to pay attention to Nebraska basketball, <clears throat> rough one. On uh, Sunday, but chance to bounce back for the Big Red, so that'll be uh, vitally important for Nebraska to go get a, a conference win, and then Old Sparty comes to town this weekend, which is nice. Uh, get PBA fired back up again, and go uh, go make it happen. So Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, where you can go to get the pod, and a reminder to get buckled up. With your seatbelt, hands on the wheel, eyes and focus straight ahead. The driver has one job to drive. A message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. And a pretty good show today. Lars Anderson kicked this off. Thoughts on Bama, on Florida State, on Nebraska. The quarterback situation. Mitch Sherman with us. And then Jeremiah Searles in our two. Now, if, if they can get McCord in here, that's Impressive. And somebody in the stream made the comment, let me find it. Is 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 McCord a playmaker or a game manager?
2: Based on what I saw this year, more of a game manager.
1: But he threw for two touchdowns, 18 to 30 against Ohio against uh, Michigan, two interceptions as well.
2: He he was my starting fantasy football quarterback in the college fantasy season. and I was, I was somewhat happy with him. He
1: was fine. Hmm. He waited his turn and uh, doesn't think he can keep the job. Talk to you tomorrow at 4 with Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Thanks. A Huda
2: Media Production.